Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, groupies, tour wives, and fan fuckers? This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Am I a am I a fan fucker? Uh, m- maybe just a little bit. Hello, everyone. How you doing? Welcome to my show. If you are new to the program, this is a podcast where on most weeks I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, gender, love. However, this week's guest uh, is not one of my former girls. No, this is a special guest, fellow sex podcaster, Ralph Sutton. He hosts the SDR show on the Gas Digital Network, and I can't wait to tell you more about him and why he's here in a bit. But first, I got some show dates, people. Show dates. Yes, July 28th, I will be performing at the Broadway Comedy Club on this 7 p.m. show. You can buy tickets for that at broadwaycomedyclub.com. Then August 11th, I'm at Bunga's Den down on 14th Street. And Connecticut, hey, Connecticut, I'm at Mohegan Sun on August 14th. They have a comedy club in there called Comics. Uh, You know, I don't get to perform in Connecticut or Massachusetts as often as I would like to. So really, I'd love to see you there on August 14th at Mohegan Sun. This is your opportunity to see me live. Yeah, in the flesh. For information about those shows and more, go on over to manwhorepod.com slash comedy. And while you're over on the website, be sure to sign up for the mailing list, people. Hello. If you want to get all the latest man whore news, got to get on the mailing list. Starting in August, I'm doing a monthly newsletter, uh, which is funded by my patrons. Thank you very much for reaching that milestone goal. On that mailing list, you're going to hear stories from my week that didn't make it onto the podcast. You might hear some outtakes, some bloopers. You might see pictures. You might get some exclusive first look details on my life. So be sure to get on the mailing list. It's free to do. Go to manhorpod.com. Recently, I was on a, a, a buddy's podcast called Tinder Tales. Fellow New York comedian David Piccolomini, who has one hell of a last name and usually has one hell of a beard to go with it, he, uh, he hosts a show all about online dating. So, of course, I, uh, I went on there to talk about Craigslist encounters and Reddit meetups and Tinder stuff. I even gave him some details about this thing we were going to do. I was going to do a stranger play scene. Oh, I love me some stranger play. My lady P and myself, we were going to uh, we were going to do something super hot with this curvaceous, gorgeous redhead, uh, but plans fell through very last minute, so that was unfortunate. But I got to tell you, the the steamy details are all over there on my episode of Tinder Tales. I could tell you the details now, but I want you to go check out that episode. But I want you to go download that episode. Yeah, it's some hot stuff, and you don't worry, don't. Don't cry for me, because uh, P and I had a very hot night with her uh, with her friend, so it was okay. It was fine. <laughs> Ended the night by eating potato chips and watching the documentary Outrage on Netflix, which I recommend. Outrage, it's good stuff. It's about all those um those like closeted homosexual Congress people and senators who they vote against gay rights despite being gay themselves. Really interesting watch. 
It's actually fun to watch it now because it, it's from 2009, so it's like a whole different perspective from back before you know same-sex marriage was legalized. Go check that out. I want to take this opportunity to tell you that the Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Clona Willie. Clona Willie is a kit that comes with everything you need to make a vibrating silicone replica of any penis in the comfort of your own home. Oh, yeah. Clona Willie is created by a sex-positive company based in Portland, Oregon, and uses only body-safe materials. Keep your lover with you at all times with the most personalized sex toy on the planet. This is great for long-distance relationships. You ever have to go on a business trip, ladies, and you're just like, oh, I wish I could take this lovely cock with me. Well, now you can, and it'll fit in your carry-on. Yeah, and for my most narcissistic of penis-wielding listeners, think about this one. Now you can make a mold of yourself and then fuck yourself with yourself. Hashtag mind blown. Wow. And if that's not enough to, to sell you on this product, this is a real text message uh, that I got from my lady, P. She, uh, when I told her that I was being sponsored by Clona Willie and I explained what the product was, this is what she said to me in all caps. I want to fuck you with your own cock. Oh my God, please, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Please, please, please. She then offered to go halvesies on it, uh, on the kit with me. And going halvesies just got that much cheaper because Clona Willie is offering a 20% discount to all of my listeners. Visit clonawilly.com to see the full selection of 100% Platinum Cure Silicone Clona Willie and Clona Pussy Kits. Yes, I said Clona Pussy because, of course, that one exists too. Just go to clonawilly.com, enter promo code MANHOR at checkout to receive 20% off your order. That coupon code expires on August 10th, so act soon. Clona Willie, it's more than a sex toy. It's an experience. I want to take a moment to thank a listener who bought me some from my Amazon wish list recently. I got a this. I came home and saw a DVD in the mail. Uh, they bought me The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I saw that movie in the theater years ago. Cried my eyes out. I think it's an underrated Ben Stiller flick. Uh, but it came with a note. It said, I love your podcast and your New York body painting day pics. Yes, I drooled seeing your body. Please do not use my name as I work in the public schools in a high administration position. Well, don't worry. I can't use your name because uh, there was no email address nor name uh, to which to address this thank you. So I hope you're listening when I say thank you very much for the lovely gift. That was so thoughtful of you. I love getting things like that in the mail. This week's guest is Ralph Sutton. Placing him in the comedian slot, because although he's not a stand-up comedian, he's a very funny guy. He's got a lot of stories. He, uh, he is the host, or he's the co-host, of the SDR show. SDR stands for Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. Uh, he's, he's worked in uh, rock radio for just a hell of a long time. Before that, he was a strip club DJ, so he knows his music. And, well, he's been an eligible bachelor for quite some time, too, so... He knows a thing or two about the sex stuff. Really fun podcast. It's a part of the Gas Digital Network, which is a network of currently 10 podcasts. Ralph, I've, uh, I've known for a couple years. Super cool dude. 
He's got some stories and he's got some opinions. I, I agree with some of them. I disagree with others. And, uh, and that's okay. He's, a, he's of an older generation. I feel like he's like the man whore of the late 90s, early aughts. We had a really cool conversation. We talked about like threesome etiquette and feminism, labels, strippers, sex parties, and Japanese incest game shows. Yeah, so it's a, it's a full episode for sure. And so I really hope you all enjoy it and definitely go check out Ralph's show, the SDR show, which he co-hosts with comedian Jay Okerson. So uh, sit back, relax, enjoy these different perspectives with Ralph Sutton. I had Buck Angel on the show. Who's mm-hmm. like the tranny. Like right, that's, yeah. he's the dude. Yeah, he's, he's the dude. And, yeah. and he was like, yeah, I say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. He, he said he did like a, a talk at a college and he was using the word tranny and someone came up and was like that word is triggering for me he'd be like like fuck you yeah, like i <laughs> i'm the person so shut up it's always it's always like you know entitled white kids that get the most offended it's never very rarely is it the actual person that's getting offended it's just people mm-hmm. who think that they are the social justice warriors and they need to come out and stand up for people that don't want to be stood up for i've always been like it's intent it's context it's all that jazz i just think it's also important to be aware of how that's going to come off. Oh, yeah. I'm you know, sure that uh, a lot of people, like, I, I know a lot of people probably yeah. think I'm the biggest asshole in the world, and that's fine. Oh, according know? to Twitter, I'm a way more problematic person. No. Don't worry. You, there, are Reddit, <laughs> there are subreddits about why I'm horrible. There are, there are one-hour podcasts dedicated to me being an asshole. And, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it's, the funny thing is, is that I'm so, I always say, again, I hate that I always quote Jay, but he has some moments of clarity when he says, um, I'm sorry that this thing that I do for free to solely to try and entertain people is offending you so much. You can just turn it off. That's always an option. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm here with Ralph Sutton of the uh, SDR Show and Gas Digital Network. Hello, sir. How are you, buddy? SDR Show, of course, stands for Sex, Drugs, Rock and Roll. So uh, yeah, I, I, I was I'm reading your bio, and I was like... It said you had been on VH1 Classic. I was like, I, I was thinking he's a, he's a VH1 Classic kind of guy. Yeah, I yeah. am, for sure. I'm, I'm older than everyone on the network. I'm the oldest person here. But uh, How old are you again? 46. You are 46. Yeah. Okay. And I, I don't lie about it either. Like, if I'm on a date, I don't necessarily volunteer the information. I, I had I write articles for this uh, website called Social Underground, and one of them was about how to date a girl half your age. And one of the <laughs> truths is, is that you don't ask questions you don't want to answer yourself. So if you're going to ask a girl how old she is, be prepared that you're going to probably have to answer that question back. So if you mm-hmm. don't bring it up, and they don't bring it up, then who cares? It doesn't matter. It's not obviously it's not important enough to her to ask you. So why do you need to know the answer? You know, as long as she's legal, it doesn't really matter. Uh, and I've, I felt like in knowing you and hearing about you, it's like you're you were like the man whore of the '90s, <laughs> the so, old so, school guy. So I, coming over yeah. here, I felt like I'm going to be seeing like the ghost of Christmas future that's funny you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> uh yeah you like you feel like you were the the progressive type of dude of the 90s probably yeah yeah i mean it's funny is that uh i had several back-to-back uh monogamous relationships uh-huh. up until i was 33 and i was on a show called queer eye for the straight guy when i was 33 yep and i broke up with my girl that i would date for four years five years we lived together and I never cheated on her, nothing. We broke up. You know, we just had some problems towards the end. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I realized after that show, I had like a newfound popularity because the show was very popular. I got over a thousand emails from women wanting to date me. And I was thinking to myself, I had at that point 
never did anything that anyone would describe more than just vanilla sex. Never mm-hmm. had anal sex, never had a threesome, never went to a sex party, never did anything that would be considered wild, but I felt that that was a part of me, and I wasn't sure why I never uh, addressed it. Mm. So then I became single, and I started solely looking to entertain that area of my psyche. And then you just started butt-fucking all over yeah, the place. All over the place. All <laughs> over, anyone that will or wouldn't let me, it was happening. <laughs> uh, how was being on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, which if you're, a super, if you're one of the younger listeners, that was a show. From, it was a huge show. Yeah. Yeah, in but, 2003 and four, it was so, so back when you were 12. Yeah, uh, exactly. Whoever you're, you are. <laughs> it was It, it was, was huge. Uh, I knew what it felt like for one year to be an A-list celebrity. I would get uh, stopped in the street for photographs, stopped for autographs. Um, I got out of a speeding ticket. I would, let me turn my phone off. I'm you sorry. got out of a speeding yeah, ticket? I, I, a cop pulled me over, said, let me see your license. He looked at my license. He goes, actually, he was running a light. It wasn't speed. It was in Union sure, Square. Sure. And he looks at my license. He looks at me and goes, ah, you were great on that show. I can't give you a ticket. <laughs> and that was it. And I left. It was great. Do you, and, do you want to tell people what Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was? What, yeah, was sure. If you, the to the younger listeners, it was five gay guys that had an area of expertise each. Clothing, style, food, uh, I forget, what it, uh, hair, and yeah. furniture. I right. think that's what it was. <coughs> and um, they would come to your house and destroy your house, change everything in your house, change your clothes, change your look, do something social for you to help you engage socially. And usually there was some sort of story arc, whether it was a husband that was at war or lost his job or some, some sort of coming out party at the end. you know. And uh, mine was just... That I, my radio show, which I still do, is still on about 50 stations. Um, at the time, 10 years ago, we were just about to get syndicated, meaning going to be on more stations. And I was newly single, so they wanted to update my look for the fact that I was going to be on stage more, doing events more and whatnot. And they figured, let me find you, let's find you a date. And because I was also a strip club DJ for years, <laughs> they said, let's find you a normal girl. That was the concept. <laughs> Were you not dating normal women? I was dating me. Like I was working yeah, at a strip like, club four days a week. So most of the girls I dated were, you know, if you work at the office, you tend to meet girls at the office or okay. that work in that industry. So you were dating strippers. Dating strippers. That was my industry. I don't, I don't know why it's like people look at it as such a bad thing. It's, it's just people. Yeah. You know, what's the difference? But, you know, yes, there's truth to the fact that um, with porn, with strippers, with anything in that genre, you don't get into that field if life is peachy usually oh, something happens i don't know about oh that. it's true it's 100 veronica vane was fucking rocking it on wall no, street no she wasn't we've had her on the show yes yeah, I've had- she was there she wasn't making the fortune that she told well, she, you to yeah make. well she was an in- she was an intern she was yeah what, exactly she was an intern number she had one a future it's in wall like street she, ahead of her she was an intern yeah. she also which i asked on the show was terrible in math I asked her a few basic questions. She got them wrong. Okay. So how much of a future could you have in Wall Street if you can't do basic math? She's gorgeous. She's nice. But I guarantee you there's a story there. She's a smart girl. I actually tried to take her out once. We actually exchanged numbers and we texted back and forth. And then it just she moved out to L.A. It never happened. But, I mean, I have nothing negative to say about her. But I guarantee you there is a story there. And, look, this comes from 10 years of strip club DJ. Mm -hmm. Every single girl I met... There was always a story there, but we're in a, like this new age, dude. We're Maybe like, now I think now I there's know. a there's a the younger folks now are more empowered. They feel like sex is not a shameful thing. So when they're just like, I like fucking, why can't I do that professionally? And they just do that. And not all of them were like beat by daddy or whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, look, the truth is, the last few years, I've been out of the business 10 years, yeah. I will agree with you, there's certainly been a feminism, social awareness thing where, like, I actually started dating this girl right now that's, of course, a lot younger than me. <laughs> How And uh, she's 25, okay. so she's 21 years younger. Um, and she's the one that suggested to me that we have a, a threesome with her girlfriend, yeah. which I never even brought up the idea of a threesome, which that's the first time that's which ever happened. Which is one of your moves. It's right. like subtly, right, but subtly it was, There's only been four or five dates yeah, ready, yeah, yeah. so I haven't done <laughs> yeah. it yet. But I have you know, talked about the fact that you know, whenever a girl brings up that a girl's pretty, you say something. You right. Know? But, um, so that's like, yeah, I realize now that there is a different mentality. But yet, the truth is, I have not yet met... A, like every we interview porn stars every week, right? Uh, not every week, but at least twice a month. I haven't met one yet that the the backstory isn't. Mom and dad are still together. Everyone loved me. I was making two hundred thousand dollars a year doing whatever, and then decided, you know what? Let me ditch all this and go to porn. It's usually a a means to an end, something to get you through something. And then mm. it may not be a story of sexual abuse. It may not be a story of a broken heart or uh, a broken home, but it might be a, it's a story out of desperation for cash. It's a story for something like that. I'm just saying that you're not perfectly doing happiness in your life and then say, I want to go have sex for money on camera. That's what I believe. Okay. You could disagree with me. I, I, I disagree I, in some regards. I think it's just more of a trope uh, from, a, from, a be, from a long gone generation. All right, I, 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 I wait for the time where we meet a girl on the show. <laughs> we do this thing, actually, we don't even do it that much anymore with, with porn stars, where we ask at the end of the show, tell us about your first sex, drugs, and rock and roll experience. Yeah. Your first concert, the first drug you did, and your first sexual experience. We've had to augment it for uh, porn stars to be your first, uh, I forgot how we word it oh, now, God. but your first... Uh, time falling in love with someone and having sex with them okay because usually those stories were they were sexually abused or it was an unwilling sex act and we had to you know i don't want to feel like shit at the end of every show so we've augmented that oh man all right so i'm just saying it's again sure i'm sure i'm wrong but i'm basing it on my last 20 years of experiencing in that relation in this world well it's going to be interesting seeing how dating especially because you date younger women who are Again, th this new feminism wave, the sex positivity going on, how that's going to affect your dating life. Because like you said, one is already in like four or five dates suggested, yeah, let's have a threesome. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, like uh, how do you think dating is, is different now versus? Well, that's you know, it's still it's so funny. And I, I get I, I love I like to push buttons and I always say really schmucky things. And yeah. Hashtag feminism at the end when I tweet it. But I always <laughs> think it's funny how pro feminism Lots of girls I've been on dates with are until the check comes. And then it's <laughs> looked at that I'm a dick if I don't pay the check. I find that to be a contradiction in and, terms. Right. I don't, and hey, I don't like cafeteria Catholicism. I don't like cafeteria feminism or whatever. Mm -hmm. No pick and choosing. Right. Um, the same thing with Because like, the check is not your reparations. Like right. that's not <laughs> right. where you're going to get it back Exactly. From. I agree. And it's the same thing with, uh, and I'm sure we get a lot of hate for this, religion. You know, I have a lot of friends. I'm Jewish, and a lot of my friends are religious Jews that I grew up with. They still they keep kosher and whatnot. But when I ask them basic questions about things that are said in the Bible and what they feel about it, they say, oh, no, no, you know, I don't, I don't believe in that. So it's like, okay, so you believe you should be kosher because God tells you to, 
but you don't believe that Unless we it's should, really yummy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or you don't believe we should have slaves. You don't believe this. You don't believe that. Mm-hmm. So you're picking and choosing. So then it's not really the word of God, this book. It's you'll pick and choose the words that make sense to you. Well, that's how the Bible got created in the first place because right. they just picked and chose uh, they, they chose which books are going to go in. Right, of course. And even, even the Bible, I mean, not that we should turn this into a religious discussion, <laughs> but... Uh, the, Unless you we can believe- somehow make it sexual, be like, <laughs> who, who is Jesus banging? Yeah, exactly. Like, most likely, which disciple would Jesus fuck? Well, I'm just saying, yeah, exactly. which one? <laughs> um, yeah, we don't need to get on the topic, but it's just, it just funny to me. In the same thing with, with feminism, it's that it's whatever makes sense to you. And that's fine also. Sure. Just don't get offended when someone disagrees with your viewpoint. Right. That's what I don't understand. Well, and, and with the women who you know go on and on, do two hours, uh, two hour feminism lecture during drinks, and then expects me to pay automatically. Right, it's you know, hilarious. Those are the ones who I just don't date. Right, of course. I, ha- I happen to date a lot of women, and maybe it's just because I am professionally a poor person. I think they think like, oh gosh, I need to pay for this. I don't think he can afford right, it. Right, well, that's funny. <laughs> like I think that with me, with dating younger women, yeah, um, part of the appeal, I believe is that you are hopefully slightly more successful, slightly more established, slightly more directed, right. and having that ex- life experience, because I'm imagining I'm at least 10 years older than you. I don't know how old you are. but uh, 27. Okay, so 20 years older than you. Ouch. Uh, sorry. At least, <laughs> at least 10 is 20. Um, so having that life experience, having a, the ability to fly away somewhere on a weekend if you wanted to, is appealing to a lot of women. Mm. Sure, then it might mean that your relationship is based on the wrong things, but it still is something that is tangible, if that makes any sense. You know, it's, it's I have these life experiences, and you want to share in these life experiences. Yeah. I don't know if that makes it bad, just what it is. Well, I mean, I feel the same way with older women. I'm going to learn a lot from them. If I'm dating or hooking up with a woman in her 40s, she's going to teach me stuff about sex. 40s, yuck. Uh, oh, they're so hot. <laughs> So good. Any, give me any 45-year-old over her 21-year-old counterpart any day of the week. Really? That's interesting. Oh, absolutely. Everyone's different. Again, that's one of my best friends uh, is only attracted to women over 40. And he's, uh, he's like 35, 36. So you know, I guess it, you know, that's what's beautiful about life is that everyone's attracted to different things. And yeah. there's nothing right or wrong with any of it. I mean, I say that, by the way, my girlfriend is, a, is like four years younger than me. So that, four? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but that will happen. Well, okay. well how, how are you finding dating is, is different for you now versus uh, I the mean, 90s? the truth is, is now the biggest difference is like, I hate going out, out, like going to nightclubs, going partying. Right. I, I just don't really do it. And if I'm going to go, like our standard routine is after we tape SDR Monday nights, we usually go to uh, the stand and hang out for a little while. See Popular comedy. comedy club here in New York yeah, City. Yeah, New York City. Jay usually does a late set. He's my co-host, Jay mm-hmm. Okerson. And so we'll go there, hang out, have a couple drinks. But... That's it for me. Like I don't really. If I'm going to go out, I have a pretty standard routine. I love food. I worked in food my, for four or five years. I went to cooking school, so I'm very food passionate. So I'll take someone to like a great restaurant. We'll go somewhere else for a drink, and then hopefully we come back here. Maybe we don't the first time or second time, but I never ever go on a date with an expectation that something's going to happen. You know, even right. though like this girl now that just texts me, we should have a threesome. When the three of us go out for dinner that night. I still don't, I don't look at it as this is going to happen because I think that's the biggest problem with a lot of dudes is that they get so caught up in the after they're not focusing on the present. It's also funny is that now with the network here, Mm -hmm. uh, Gas Digital, we have eight, nine shows taping here. There's 10 shows on the network, but two don't tape here. There's generally somebody in my house at night, like someone's taping at some point up until like 10, 11 o'clock at night, right? 
So if I am on a date at like 8 o'clock and then we're dinner done at 9.30, we're having drinks at 10, I know I can't even bring them home because how am I going to explain why there's eight idiots in my apartment smoking pot and <laughs> doing a show? So it takes the pressure completely off because there is no end game. There mm-hmm. can't be on four out of the seven days of the week because there's somebody in the apartment. A lot of times I'll tell them, look, first night, especially if like we're having sexual conversation you know, before we even go out, I say, look, we're going to have a fun night, but I don't fuck on first encounters. So I just I take that, that off. weird if you said it. You say it that way? Um, something like that, That's yeah. That's strange. It's funny. If I said that, I don't I take, think... I basically take fucking off the table. Right, but I'm just saying, it's like, what if a girl's like, I wasn't even thinking about fucking you, you asshole. Well, well if we were talking like very, about some very explicit sex Oh, you're already into that. Oh, you're already in the sex. Okay, Yeah, I right. mean, look, I mean, my Tinder profile says, like, I have a sex podcast more of a disclaimer, less okay. of a brag. Okay. You know, so they're like, tell me about this sex podcast. Okay. Yeah, I've had girls, because we do a, sh- a segment on SDR called Dick Tales. Ah. It's to the theme of DuckTales, where Jay's uh, girlfriend is, is uh, bisexual, so they have threesomes right. relatively often. I think Jay and I are Eskimo brothers, I believe. That's funny. And um, <laughs> he, uh, not with her, though. No, not with her. Oh, yeah. with someone um, who was a third of theirs. Okay, that's funny. Um, and I found that I was an Eskimo brother with uh, Jared Leto. And with, um, what's his name? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street guy. So, Leo DiCaprio? Leo, yeah, Leo. Oh, uh, Ari Shafir also. Oh, that's yeah, funny. I'm funny. <laughs> uh, I think it, it, with Ari and Jay, you got half of New York scene, comedy scene women covered. Um, <laughs> but we do this thing called Dick Tales, and he'll tell stories. And it's not like, oh, and then I propped this girl up and did this. They're just telling funny date stories that happened, yeah. you know? And I met a girl. I didn't know she knew my show at all. We were having drinks, and in the middle of the night, she goes, look, just so you know, I am not going to be a dicktail on your fucking podcast. I'm like, whoa, whoa, easy. I didn't even know you knew my show, number uh, one. And, uh, you know, what, what do you want me to tell you at this point? But yeah. thanks, for the, uh, yeah. thanks for the subscription. Right. <laughs> but also, I will always, if, if, if a girl's aware and I tell them about the show, whatever, if they don't want to be a part of if they don't want me to mention it, I'm not going to say, well, sorry, it's a show. I talk about my life. No, mm-hmm. I don't have to talk about it. Oh, you're you know? much more gracious than I am. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, if someone asks me specifically, like, there's only been. I think two times in, in the show's career where uh, something was said on the air where a band said, oh, we, you know, because we drink, we're having fun, we're socializing, yeah. where they realized they shouldn't have said that. And they called me the next day like, and said, can you please take it out? And I'm not going to be a dick. Yeah. One of the girls was, was a porn star, and the show got really popular in her neighborhood, and she was going to be a porn star. She was, uh, had filmed her first scene, and she was starting to do porn. And then she calls me and says, look, your podcast made it to my younger brother's high school, and everyone's talking about it. He's threatened suicide. So I just removed her. Oh, yeah, her podcast yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I took it. What am I going to do? No, sorry. You know, it's out there for the, for the ether. You know, I can't take it down everywhere because there are, are fan sites that repost it and stuff. But I took it off our sure, feed. Sure. That's what I can do. You know? That's fine. So whether there are sex-related uh, segments do you guys do on the SDR show? Uh, well, we don't do a lot of, like, pre-productions like mm-hmm. segments the, the main ones are our dick tales and then the first which the i told one. you about earlier <laughs> um and then we do uh we started doing this thing called cash or cans which we just not to work none of them are every week sure 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 but um we have a, our intern go with a hot porn star to Times square and offer people five dollars or they get to touch the porn star's boobies and then we have to guess what the guy's going to say. So we ask him his name, his age, if he's single or married, where he's from, and then we stop the tape, and then Jay and I have to debate if he's going to say 
cash or cans. Right, and then you yeah. just you just profile them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we always there's a segment that I've been wanting to do for a year, but it just hasn't come around yet. But I've been talking about it forever, which yeah. is we're going to get a thousand dollar prostitute, and we're going to get a hundred dollar prostitute. We're going to bring in a fan, <laughs> and he's going to get a blowjob from each of them blindfolded for twenty seconds. And then he's gonna have to guess which one was the million dollar. I mean, the thousand dollar blowjob. I think he needs a little longer than twenty well, seconds. I don't want him to finish. I, fu- I fucking yeah. love that. Yeah, and then uh, we do live events. We've done sex. If he drugs. gets it right, does she get the finish? Uh, that's a good finish? question. We I think that should be his reward. Yeah, the problem is that we have to lay out eleven hundred dollars to make that episode happen. That's why I've been holding it off. But um, <laughs> then uh, we know we do the live sex, drugs, and rock and roll Jeopardy with consequences. I think you came to one of them. Right, right. You have a dominatrix. Yeah. Uh, yeah if, if you get, get the questions, questions right, wrong. you get points. If you get the questions wrong. You get uh, you know, dominated by a dominatrix and humiliated on stage. You're obviously uh, familiar with Peter Payne. No, I don't know that. Oh, is. you know, Jay Nog, a comedian in New York City, he runs a uh, live stamp show. It's called Peter Payne. And I, I did it uh, last year. He does it every month at New York Comedy Club. And basically, you do your set. You do like five, six, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the audience will vote after your set if you get paid $20 or if you take a punishment from oh, the that's dominatrix. Funny. That's funny. It's the same, sim- yeah, similar yeah, yeah, puzzle. Yeah. I never heard of that. <laughs> We're also about to do a, uh, and I've got to come up with a better name for it, but we're calling it either the Filthy Feud or the Fucking Feud, and it's going to be uh, Family Feud, but me versus Jay with other members of Gas Digital and two fans, and we'll be live somewhere, and all the questions are going to be solicited from our Twitter audience of sex questions and drug questions and you know those kind of things. I would love to see it's you and like your exes versus yeah. Jay and his exes. That would be funny. Yeah. That would be funny. yeah. <laughs> I like this just trading like podcast things we're going to do cuz I I also have one of those similar to the the escort one you you said I'm doing an episode where I'm going to interview like a body rub happy ending. You've been talking girl. about that since I know you. You still right, haven't no, done no. it yet. I just found I just found the girl. I finally found uh-huh. it. I had to, I got to pick the right happy ending girl for this. Yeah, it's funny because she's got a there's. Are you paying her? Uh, yeah, I'm waiting. Okay. To, I'm waiting. To get the but quotes. it's also for us. It's trickier because there's a video element now, so the escorts don't want to be on camera. Right. That's right. where it becomes a little trickier. Well, yeah, he's just a shoulder. Yeah, true. Shot but then it's just, it's a weird. You know, we have to just bring them in. We can't maybe show their bodies. You know. Well, I also saw a um, a thing once on a, it was a Japanese game show that I wanted to steal where uh, a guy has to sing a song while he's getting a hand job, and the first one to make it, you know, we have to make it. Whoever makes it through the song longer without coming wins a prize. Right? Yeah, the, it's a the, Japanese game show. All those like Japanese porn shows. There's the one where like they got, uh, uh, they like unknowingly have like the dudes banging like these um, women who are. It's like maybe just an ass or a pussy or tits are coming out of the box, but secretly it's like his mom or his sister. No, is that really? Yeah, I mean that's like the Japanese game show that's porn. That's crazy. Like game show porn is just its own, it's its own yeah, category. That's nuts. But of course they're still blurring everything out. That's because crazy. you know that's the offensive part. Not that like we're having this dude bang his mom, but like we gotta that, we don't want to see that, the genitals. Can't, that can't be real. <laughs> that can't be real. Absolutely, you can find those like no, all over. No, but I'm just saying that it's probably not really his. Oh, mom. not really his mom. Who knows, man. I just don't think who's <laughs> signing up for that. Yeah, maybe I'm going to fuck my mom. How funny would that be? That's not <laughs> no one's signing up for that. <laughs> I almost had. So last year I did uh, a series of naked episodes mm-hmm. where I talked to total strangers from the Internet about sex and dating while naked, mm-hmm. thinking that like that makes you more vulnerable when you're like nude with a new person. Was it Plus, only girls or you did guys too? I did a girl from Reddit, a girl from Tinder and a gay guy from Craigslist okay. to keep it fair. Okay. The gay guy from Craigslist ended up being my favorite episode. Right. Uh, even though like I got hand jobs and blow jobs from the girls afterwards, he was my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I was I was going to do another series of those, and I end up I wanted to do one with either like a pair of roommates or you know like friends or coworkers or like you know family members. Mm-hmm. And I had this brother and sister who had been emailing me for like six months to possibly do that, and then they just disappeared. That's weird. Maybe now they're married. Maybe now they're married. Question: Do I during the happy ending episode? Do I finish? I think or that I if you it? don't, that would be a horrible idea. I think you have to finish. Or do I make the finish bonus content? Well, <laughs> I mean, either way, the finish has to be on on audio. Oh, absolutely. Or then it's pointless. Well, I'm not going to like get up and like go hit stop on the recorder. Yeah, no, no, it would be <laughs> stupid. I mean, there's no point in doing it unless there's a finish. <laughs> yeah, no, man. Just been finding the right girl for it. I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> That's why. So now you used to tour with, uh, or you and you still do. Uh, you do the ship rock. Like, I do cruises. I have a rock radio show. It's called the Tour right. Bus. It's old school, actual radio, terrestrial radio, which is dying a miserable death. <laughs> but we're still on about forty. There's stations. some people being like, "What's radio?" Yeah, exactly. We still have about forty stations. That from thing in your car that everyone has at least two of in their house. <laughs> everyone has it. But anyway, we're on from Maine to Hawaii, and because of it, I'm asked to host a lot of rock events around the country, whether it's uh, the Shiprock Cruise, which is every year. It's sold out already for January. But it's all 90 to newer rock bands. So bands like Hailstorm. I don't know if you know rock at all, but you know 80s, 90s bands like Papa Roach and Korn mm-hmm. and Limp Bizkit and Seven Dust, but then also newer bands like uh, Hell Yeah or I don't know how, you know, it's, it depends on how well you know rock. Um, that's like got to bring in some like crazy sex. It's crazy, but I incidents. tend to nothing really happens for me. Oh no, because I am worked like a dog oh, no, on that Ralph. boat. Yeah, it doesn't happen for me. I, in fact, it's a running joke on the cruise that unless I bring a woman, I don't get laid because I, my first show is usually at nine thirty ten in the morning, and I finish at two thirty in the morning. You can't work that into like your writer nothing. Yeah, you think it'd be nice. Yeah, just a happy be, ending at some point. Yeah, why not? But uh, and also the truth is that slashes wife. The hottest girls on the boat usually have come with bands right you know so it's not like there is a cavalcade of gorgeous women there that i just decide i'm too busy right now you know just uh and i have delusionally high standards for a fat old jew i really do think that uh for some reason i i have qualities that would allure younger beautiful women oh you're not you're not a fat guy that's i'm heavier than i should be yeah, right but now you're also like a giant yeah i'm almost six six yeah. yeah me i'm the one who's put on weight enough that i apparently look like i'm in my mid-30s <laughs> well Shit. you're not that far off dude yeah. if you're 27 uh, uh, i started now. i started the show i was 24 oh, i was funny. spry i was young i was adorable yeah. i was uh, now I, look at me when i started <laughs> radio i was 29 and now i'm 46 it's <laughs> almost 20 years in radio Oh, man, just the world's yeah. changing on yeah. you. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Women feel empowered and have rights now. Yeah, it's weird, though. Also, I think <laughs> that because uh, I am very attracted to Eastern European women. Yeah? Okay? For whatever reason, that's my wheelhouse. Those, like, you know, when I'm looking at pictures on Tinder. Not Asian. Not Asian. Because for old Jews, it's Usually, Asian. Yeah. yeah. The Jews like the Chinese food. <laughs> um, but when I'm swiping on Tinder, and any girl that I match with, nine times out of ten, they just happen to be... Eastern European, so that's the look that I tend to find attractive. Eastern European women, their culture is still 20 years behind ours, so they still very much believe the man needs to take control. And that's why it's a perfect match And that's why it's fine for me, because I haven't had to mutate into a modern man too much. You haven't had to mutate into like a pussy like me? Yeah, yeah, be a a feminine, uh, (laughs) from what I understand, rave having, uh, right? Don't you have like dance parties or something? I I go to a dance party once a month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I heard your podcast. We were talking about sometimes you just got to dance, right? Sometimes I got to fucking dance yeah, yeah, once yeah. a month, exactly. And then you also play Pokemon Go. I play Pokemon Go, and I go to sex parties, and well, I sex parties is fine. It's yeah. the Pokemon Go part that right. Me but out. like, I go to the sex parties where we wear bracelets that say "I consent to touch." So that's uh, the part that makes it not cool anymore. That's <laughs> hilarious. That's I mean, look when I I mean I haven't been to a sex party in, in a couple of years, sure. but. For me, it was always, you know, you'd ask or, or at least make some. No, you're not just going up and putting your dick in something. Sure. You know, there's just a conversation to be had. But now apparently you just wear a bracelet. Is that what happens? You know what? It's, uh, it's funny because when I was talking to Veronica Vane and other people too, um, I remember talking to Christina Hutchinson about that mm-hmm. as well. And other people who have gone to like sex clubs. Mm-hmm. to say, yeah, I went to one. It wasn't my thing. Guys were just grabbing me and... You know, I've been spoiled with the party that I go to because it's so consent heavy mm-hmm. that that would never happen. Like you ask before any touch. If I, we were talking, I want to touch your shoulder. I'm supposed to ask first. Right. right? And so when they're saying like, guys, are just grabbing my ass. I'm like, what? Like, apparently that's a normal thing. And so, yeah, the, no, I, I've yeah. never had that experience. I've been to a no, no guys are grabbing your no ass, guy. No? no, I've never had an experience <laughs> either where any girl was just like. You know, in a situation where she was like, what are you fucking doing? Like, right. I've, and I've probably been to 50 parties in my life. And sure. I've never seen it happen once. Now, were you going to parties? Were you going to clubs? What, what, Both. Like, I mean, the clubs in New York are horrible. There's no good clubs in New York. I think La Trapeze just closed. I yeah, heard. but they're all, they all were terrible. They're they were dingy. The only good ones were way before my time. You know, right. there's one in the 60s and 70s called Plato's Retreat. And <sighs> those, I mean, it's way before my time. Sure. You know? In my time, there's only been, I think, three uh, cons- you know, uh, sex on-premise clubs in New York. Not private events. Not mm. events at a club. It's the trapeze. There's checkmates. Bowery Bliss. Uh, yeah, and Bowery Bliss is a new one. Right. And then there's one other one way uptown. Mm. Forgot the name of it. But that's it. They're all terrible. I think they're all horrendous. I've never been ever where I walked in and felt like I don't want to feel like I'm in the best shape there. <laughs> I shouldn't be. You know, and then I don't want to feel like the girl I'm with is the prettiest looking girl there. And also... I think two of them would let single guys in. And that also just invites problems. Now, I counter that with, I think it's about the type of guy because the party I go to, there's no requirement. You can go single as a male or female. You can go as a couple. You can go as whatever. And because of the the type of people that they invite, it ends up being a good atmosphere. It's a party or it's a... It's a party. That's a different thing. A party... Here's 200 people. A party is people are inviting people. If it's an open door dude policy at a club, it's going to invite the element you don't want. That's the truth. At a party, it's a different story. You're not comparing apples to apples. Well, I like that. At the party, everyone's paying the same, but at like a club, those single guys are paying a way higher price. So now they've got the sense of like entitlement. Well, I've paid $200. I should get to be seen. It's also, that's why they shouldn't allow Mm -hmm. single guys. You just like... And the same thing with, uh, you know, it's, gonna, it's just going to deter that asshole that was going to think about coming if he can't come in. Raising the money doesn't, if the guy is a, a rich creep, it's not like mm-hmm. raising the money, only, only poor people are creeps. Yeah. You know, rich people are creeps too. So just by charging an astronomical amount of money doesn't mean you're not going to get assholes. Maybe you should start throwing sex parties. I was actually, it was funny. So <laughs> oh, um, yeah. years ago, like five, six <laughs> years ago, I was fortunate enough to be dating this really pretty by girl who would just go out and find girls for me and i'd be sleeping sometimes and woken up by a phone to have her bringing two girls in the house like it was just it happened wow. for a year it was an incredible year actually now it's six years ago but we started to slowly build like a group of girls that always would want to hang out with us so it was me and four girls me and five girls like 
the most I did was I think it was four, four or five girls. Oh at my most. god! And me, and we'd go to parties, we'd go to clubs together, we'd go to events together. And, just, and I'd always come home with these girls. And then at one point, I was like, you know, this is stupid. We should just because I would always go with my four girls and leave with my four girls. We'd seldom bring home anyone else. Yeah. So I was like, why are we? We already have a better base than most of these places, and we were going to start doing them here at this apartment. But then I just started thinking, I don't want to deal with the cleanup. <laughs> you know? And I didn't want to start in a, at a club or a, or a place where I had to lay out a ton of cash. You know, I didn't want to take the risk. So it just kind of dissipated. And then the, the main girl ended up moving away, and the, the entire entourage dissipated. That sounds uh, like a magical girl to have. Uh, that, that sounds yeah, like my a true girlfriend. unicorn. A true unicorn. She, for my birthday, she tried, to, she tried to throw me a reverse gangbang. Still is trying to. That's funny. Uh, That's funny. Fell through on the, bir- the day of the birthday. Well, how many girls did she have? I think she had like five or six. And are they all bailed? All except one. And so then we end up having like a foursome with like that girl and, and her fella. Okay. But That's funny. That, th- those women are uh, exceptional individuals. Yeah. And, but also with me, and it's just because I am getting older, like I don't have the patience anymore for trying to, you know, like especially now, like with this girl that just asked me about threesome, yeah. they're not just going to come over and have sex. That's, we're going to go out. We're going to have dinner. We're going to have drinks. It's going to be a three-hour prelude to, to the, the sex. sex. And sometimes I feel like, you know, because I'm also I'm older, I've been through this shit so many times. Right. Do I want to go spend four hours with her friend just for the hope of having sex at the end? Sometimes I'll be like, ah, you know, I've, I've turned down things lately far more than when I was a kid. I used to sing a song with my friends called I Don't Mind Traveling for Putang. Because oh, I would God. drive hours to get laid. Now, if they're not coming here, to my neighbor, we only eat in my neighborhood. We drink in my neighborhood. I'm not doing it. I'm what was your old. driving radius? Because I've I've, oh, I've I've driven done, far. I've done three hours, four hours. Oh, that's it. <laughs> I think I've gone. I must have gone five hours. I think. Oh, it's not the most I ever did was three or four hours. Yeah. Did you ever get on a plane? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, but that's like for not, a weekend. No, no, no. Yeah, but like not for someone pre-established. Oh no, I had a I had a chick from Twitter pay and fly me to Chicago. Oh, sorry, hold on a second. Uh, do you think? Do you think? That's an easy fix. <laughs> Just unplug it. Uh, I, had a, I had a chick. By the way, it showed you how old I am. I still have a home phone. Continue. You do still have a home phone. That was kind of eerie. Uh, <laughs> she paid to fly me to Chicago. Just that's for crazy. like 36 hours. See, I've that's, never had a woman offer to fly me anywhere. That's the furthest I think I've gone for like a total stranger. I mean, I've done this where, I mean, like, let's say I was going, like, I travel with my brother to Europe every year. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing it for like 10, 15 years. We picked three or four countries. So I'll go on. OkCupid or one of these sites that are in all over the world, you know, and find girls that are going to be there. And You'll do your groundwork. Yeah, You'll pre-set <laughs> up a couple of dates so I don't have to go out and hit on girls there, you know, if I want to go meet a girl. Um, so there, I, I wouldn't say I'm flying there to meet that girl because I'm already flying there, so right. that doesn't really count. I like that. That's, that's yeah. like the, the Tinder swiping in a different state yeah. before you get there. Yeah. Oh, I love that strategy. It's like, yeah. let me put... There's a girl who I'm supposed to eat out next week. She, uh, she's from California, but she posted on Random Acts of Muff Dive on Reddit saying, like, hey, I'm driving across the country. Here are the cities I'm going to. You know, mm-hmm. I want to get eaten out in these cities. It's funny. So we have plans for the last, like, two weeks. I, like, I'm in her out next Thursday. That's, That's hilarious. As she's driving. Now she's in Virginia. I wonder what the guys in Virginia taste like when he gets to you. <laughs> we will find out. <laughs> we will find out. Hopefully she has showered. All right, let's hope. Uh, I am proud to say that the Man Whore Podcast is primarily funded by you the listeners on patreon patreon it's kind of like a like a fan club subscription meets kickstarter you pledge different amounts to earn different rewards 
And you know, every week I like to, to throw a shout out to those of you who put your money where your downloads are. It means the world to me and it really helps me do some really cool things with the show. So right now, here's a big thank you to Lance, SB, Jennifer C, Jazz O, Nelly H, Justin C, Madeline B, Dave K, Ramon F, Sarah B, Dervla, Sarah S, Lauren A, Nicole M, Jessica K, Michael P, Millie W, Brian W, Frank D, Jeremy B, Christina D, Holly F, Danielle DP, Andrew R, Meg Zen, Jeff C, and still more names to go, Charles G, Derek N, Sarah M, Carrie W, Catherine B, Alex S, Chris W, Lauren M, Chris with a K, Gregory Y, Anna Super Slut, Ed B, Sean B, Prickly Peach, Julian H, and we're almost there. Sean N, Corey G, CJK, Steve D, Ashley J, Alfredo A, Mark G, Emily S, Toby T, Anthony C, oh my God, Greg A, Jeffrey J, Lawrence B, Ben B, and Jeff Z. And you too can join over 50 fan whores by donating to the Man Whore Podcast on Patreon. You can pledge as little as a dollar per month and you can cancel at any time. To do so, go to manwhorepod.com and click the Patreon banner on the side. Or you can download the Patreon app. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And you can search Manhor and find me on there. Now let's get back to Ralph Sutton. So... Um, so is this girl right now? Is she your girlfriend? What's no, your you know, situation? I, first of all, I, I find it you seem odd. like very free for a guy who doesn't use words like poly open and is into all that hippy dippy stuff. You kind of seem to live that sort of I lifestyle. hate labels. That's the thing. Like I even hate, <laughs> I don't understand why people need to feel so important to label every single fucking aspect of life. Just be who you are. You don't yeah. need to describe yourself. Even the stupid, like I hate when a girl will tell me right away. Oh, by the way, I'm vegan. Who gives a shit? I don't care. Just don't order do I, the yeah, thing. Just order what you want to order. You know, order a salad and that's fine. I don't understand. <laughs> like if I came up to you and the first thing I said to you was, oh, hi, I eat everything. Nice to meet you. It's weird. So why do you need to tell me your eating habits? It's just in general that the need in our society to label everything is bizarre to me. Like the girl, we're, we're hanging out. We're dating. I don't know where it's going to go. Maybe we'll get married. Maybe we'll never see each other again. Right. But why do I have to overthink it? Let's just see where it goes. And even not having the label has become the label. In some regards, like non-binary and whatnot, not that that's like some of these things are they're not not things, but sometimes the label's not as necessary. Like well, I, for, just, I, I got in huge trouble with demisexuals. I'm not even sure what that means. Yeah, right. Because it's not a real thing. Yeah. It's what it's, is it? What is it supposed as, to mean? It's just as fake as sapiosexual, right? It's just as fake as lumbersexual. A, a demisexual is someone who is allegedly only fucks demigods. Right. Hercules that see, that and that's makes it. more sense. Okay. Yes, <laughs> that would make way more sense. These are people who, who say that they're only sexually attracted to the people once they have an emotional connection. All right. It seems... Uh, that, that's just, that's just, that's just not that's a, slutty. That's yeah, all it is. Yeah, it's just not yeah, slutty. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. That's, that's called almost every woman I've ever dated. But it's, uh, it's weird. Again, it goes back to why do we need everything? Like the LGBTQ, right? Am I leaving mm-hmm. any letters off now? Oh, there are many letters. Right. It just keeps growing. And I understand. Look, everybody wants to be identified. But I don't feel the need to refer to myself as a Jew or I'm not religious, you know, whatever. But there is, for some reason, a need to be recognized by humanity and society now more than ever. And I'm not really sure why. Well, it's, I think it's part of the YouTube generation and the Instagram, Insta-famous generation where people just want to be recognized. 
Well, yes, but it, people do want to be recognized and like not shot by cops and whatnot. Well, you that's know? a whole different thing, right? right? But but with the LGBT people, like that is it is a real thing. I mean, trans people are at higher risk of suicide. Of right, I, I killed, understood that, and it is that. horrible. So I think. So I think it's not about like why do we need to it's we're over labeling, not that labeling's not important, but it's just a matter of like, okay, now we're getting a little too fucking specific. Well, I mean, I don't know my again, my feeling is like I have a lot of friends that are gay. I don't need to refer to them as my gay friend. I don't need them to be identified. Right, but on a political level, like when you're when they still don't have the same rights that like right. you and I do. Well, I mean it's a sad that's a sad truth. Right. And so those right. labels are necessary, but like no one demisexuals are quote unquote are not being oppressed. Right. That's true. You yeah, know, I like, can, no one's I guess saying on like asexuals grand... Can't get married. You're right. So you know? on the political scale, right. I can understand that. I mean, it's a sad thing that we don't live in a society where, as long as you're not hurting anybody else, do whatever the fuck you want, right. and we're all even. That's the way it should be. We're all equal. And that's, that's and that's why they want to be recognized right. because they're not actually being recognized. But there's some that don't need to be right. recognized, yeah. like and a sapiosexual who's only attracted to people with books. It does not. Is need that I to thought be... it just meant attracted to intelligence. Intelligence. Only, right? That's just yeah. me making right. fun of. But them. it so, is. It is a weird thing that saying that. <laughs> and I, I don't. I don't even believe that. I mean, look, now I'm, I'm going to get hate mail, but I just it, it is a weird thing. It's just saying that you want to have a connection. That's all it's yeah. saying, right? And that's, that's just that how is. your connection usually is. Which you could just say that you don't have to have a word for it. You can yeah. just say like, who you attract to? Oh, I tend to like really intelligent people. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's all like you don't need, you don't a, need word. a word. I, I like to generally date tall women because I'm six six. You don't need. I don't a word need for a that. word for that. You know, I don't need a word. For liking threesomes once in a while, you know, <laughs> it just seems weird. I just again, I think that uh, so many people have a problem just being happy with who they are, mm-hmm. and if they all would just embrace that, I think there'd be a lot less problems in the world. Right. That's me getting deep there for a minute. <laughs> that's that's deep, Sutton. Thank you. I just think we should be allowed to be attracted to who we're attracted to. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, I, well, like you're allowed to, and, and again, it's just it's not a matter of uh, who's allowed or not allowed. I just think the over labeling gets a little right. silly at a certain point. Agreed. And then we have to figure out what that arbitrary point is yeah. because the LGBT alphabet soup is very needed in some regards, but there's some uh, there's you know there's some I think labels. it should just be honestly a label of yeah. that describes slightly like not the mainstream. Man, woman. I'm right. not of the mainstream man, woman sexual preference, and then everything else just falls under that label, and they should all have equal rights. Well, no, that, well, that just easy. makes it seem like it's an other box, and that seems kind not of not other. But I know, mean, then it just sounds like you're straight or you're a thing, and that's not. As well, why can't fun. you be straight, gay, or alternative? Why is that? I, I saw an interesting argument for switching from like straight, bi, gay, whatever to. Uh, they were words, and I'm, I might be botching these. I'll look them up. I'll throw them in the intro. I think it was like androsexual stuff. Like basically, they were switching from heterosexual saying of the same sex or of opposite sex attraction or bisexual or whatever to the of the uh, the gender that you are attracted to. So I think androsexual would be I'm attracted to men. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. So so switching it to that was I think an right. interesting That's argument. Interesting, yeah. But then that still eliminates any of the. Uh Trans and non-binary yeah. and all that, yeah. but I thought that was an interesting way to like right. to, to to rotate things. It is weird. It is. And look, I'm all for everybody. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I also because I think that I so don't give a shit. That's just <laughs> my, like I'm happy with whatever you are. If that makes you happy, that's all that I need to know. Right. If you're happy with who you are. That's all that matters. And even though if you, I know some are struggling. Like we had a uh, a singer of a band on that's transitioning from man to woman. Really, uh, a very cool band here in, in New rock. York. In rock called Life of Agony. I wonder is that is that sorry to interrupt you, but like I gotta imagine that guy's is that world is the rock world super 
Well, you got to remember. It doesn't the, seem like the most accepted. I saw Green Room, so it just doesn't seem right. the most the, accepting the, uh, to me. The most famous metal band from my youth yeah. is Judas Priest. Okay. And uh, the singer Rob Halford came out as gay in the early 90s, and they never missed a beat with him. Everyone's like, well, we still love Rob Halford. I think that there's like this theory that rock people are misogynistic or whatever because maybe it's the lyrics, but in general, I think that it's pretty, you know, it takes all kinds. And for the most part, they were very embracing, you know, very much so. Mm -hmm. It didn't miss a beat. But uh, she's now, uh, her name is now Mina. Originally it was Keith, now she's Mina. And she's transitioning, and she's having a very difficult struggle, which I can imagine. You're in a high-profile rock band, and I'm sure a lot of the fans weren't super nice about it. And that's in any, whether it was a rap or rock or anything, there's just unfortunately assholes in the world, mm -hmm. you know. And I could see in her, and it, and it broke my heart that she's, struggling so much you know but uh if this is what she needs to be to be happy that's all that fucking matters right i just i uh so are you saying that the rock community is like more is not as like homophobic or transphobic Look, as I one think might there's think there's no or? single community that isn't uh you know i'm sure there's a bunch of transgendered uh people that are very against muslims you know i think there's <laughs> there is groups that every group has their their uh, negativity towards some other group. Right. You know, I don't think there's any one group that's like, oh, they're totally uh, fine with everybody. I just think that's the unfortunate world that we live in is that, like, I think it's hilarious when black people hate Jews. It's just, you guys should understand what it's about to be hated for being something different. You know, it just makes no sense to me. Like, but unfortunately, we live in a world where people hate. It's just mm -hmm. unfortunate truth. And I don't think that the rock community is any better or worse than any other community in having hate speech, you know. But for Rob Halford, it's very well documented and very well embraced. Judas Priest is as big now as they ever were, yeah. and people don't give a shit that he's gay. Hmm. I actually almost set him up with Carson Kressley, the main guy from who's now still on TV. Um, he was the main guy in Queer Eye for the Straight Guy because uh. when I was filming Queer Eye... Was he the blonde? The blonde. That's the only one I remember. Yeah, everyone loved him. He's the main guy. Yeah. He was, I was telling him I was going to do a Judas Priest interview. He's like, oh my God, I've always loved Rob. And I said, yeah, he's, I know he's single. And he's like, oh, really? You think he's my type? I said, I find out. And I tweeted, to, I texted to him. And he said, yeah, I know the show. And I was like, I was bringing Carson to a pre-show, which I was so happy about. Like I was going to... Make you know? Did you guys. get? Did you get the to make over him yeah, into, for a rock star? <laughs> but for a rock show was, that week, he ended up getting called to do Oprah, uh, and he had to leave, and it just never happened. You got to You got to call. You got to answer when Oprah. Gotta calls. Answer when Oprah calls. That's that's how old I am, kids. Oprah was still on the air. Mm hmm. <laughs> well, now y'all know the uh, the opinions of a, of a couple of straight white cis dudes. Uh, <laughs> cis is on, also cis that, is the, the that worst. I, I think it totally makes sense, and I used to feel the same way. I, 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 it's, I, I, what is it short for? Is it? It's short? not short for anything. But it's just a weird thing. Sis. It's the, the, the. It's a prefix. To? I, did, I looked this up when I did Buck Angel uh, when he did the podcast. Trans means this comes from like this German sexologist from a long time from seventies or something. Trans like means on the opposite side of on the other side of cis means on the same side of. Okay. So it's just it's just the prefix opposite of trans would be cis. Um, can you? Is there other words where the root or the uh, prefix is cis that you could give an example of meaning it's on the same side? Like a cystoscopy? I'd is have that, to look it up. But I think that's more for cis. I think it, it was also more like ziz, 
sexual, like a C-I-Z, because it was like a German okay. thing. But and we just translated. Um, but yeah, no, no, it was just it was a. Uh, it's like there's an etymology to it. It wasn't sure. Yeah, because like you know, transfer means to you know or yeah, to send to something to the other. or whatever. Yeah, but I don't know of any word that has that uh, prefix of cis that means on the same side. Fan whores, get out your dictionaries, not your apps, because this is a 90s-themed episode (laughs) right now, so get your fucking dictionary. I still have one in my bookcase. I'm trying to look up sis. I bet you there is a couple of obvious ones if I thought about it, but what are you going to do? Well, I I came to terms with that because I thought it was a dumb word when I was like a senior in college. I thought it was like a Tumblr word for like kids in high school who were like, I want a label too. But then I really, you know what? Like when I started hanging around more queer communities, that's when I came to understand what a use for it would be. So like I wouldn't use it maybe in like my everyday conversation, but if I'm at a very queer play party, which is the sex party I go to is like, it's got everyone there, all Mm -hmm. the modifiers and all that shit. So it's a shorthand in that world for me to say like, oh yeah, I'm a dude. I want to be a dude. I should be a dude. I like my penis, all that jazz. Okay. Rather, because a lot of people there want to know your preferences. Yeah, I understand that in that context. In a mainstream conversation, maybe don't need to say cis all the time. Some do make the argument that cis people should come out and say they're cis more often. I'm just like, it goes back to my uh, theory that I don't need to tell you I'm a vegan or, hi, um, mm -hmm. before we go out, I just want you to let you know I'm lactose intolerant. Like, why are you telling me? If you want to ask my preferred pronouns, you can. I'll say, I heard recently that it's also, it's supposedly now an insult to ask somebody, what's your ethnicity? Which I think is insane. I don't think it was ethnicity. I think it's more like, where are you from? So for example, like when you ask an Asian chick, like, where are you from? Like, if you're trying to ask what her, her like, um, background? background is, yeah. you should more ask that versus where are you from? Because she'll be like, Chicago. Right, I guess. So yeah. some people, when they say they want the answer to be J- Japanese, you know, Vietnamese, whatever. Um, right, but it still shouldn't be insulting. Maybe it's just bad grammar. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's not. I find a bad grammar to be insanely insulting. Well. Uh, <laughs> Possibly true. My, my dead grandmother would be very proud of me oh, that's in good. that regards. Uh, <laughs> you uh, you get you write a column, right? For, yeah, for and now is it sex and dating theme? Uh, no, I mean I've done. You know, it's just I, they. It's Bruce Buffers. You know, from UFC is one of the owners of the company there. Mm-hmm. Him and I got along very well, and one thing led to another, and they asked me to write a bi-monthly. I forget the word, but it's every other month. So yeah, whatever yeah. that. It's not bi-monthly. It's like I forget the word. I mean every other month, but. Anyway. Labels. Why yeah, do we labels. need a label, Ralph? So, Why can't you just exactly. say it's every I other agree, month? <laughs> so a couple have been dating oriented. A couple have been rock oriented. Okay. I just basically know, like, okay, the next one I have to write is, is at the end of August. Gotta do so drugs. Sometime I'll think about some something. Point. I haven't done enough drugs. That's my problem. You haven't done a lot of drugs. You do a show no. called Sex Drugs, right? I know. Oh man. Does Jay cover? Jay, Jay covers it. Yeah, Jay, Jay covers Jay drugs. smokes pot at least uh, three times a day. Okay. I used to call myself a Monday night drug addict because. I would only smoke pot with Jay on Mondays. Right. I never do it any other time. We did mushrooms when we hit a million downloads after our first year uh, on SDR. I jokingly said in the first month, when we hit a million downloads, I'll do mushrooms. And then when we hit a million downloads, we started getting a shitload of emails and tweets. Ralph, don't be a pussy. Do, do uh, mushrooms. So we did mushrooms on the air. And from what I remember, I was drooling. Huh. It was just a mess. It was a mess. Yeah. Fan horrors, if I hit a million downloads, I'll do some sort of sex perverted thing on air if you want me to <laughs> spread this show around um but you did this threesome article that everyone was like talking about yeah, it was the most shared article on the website mm-hmm. yeah i uh i had feelings okay you didn't agree with it you told me i have i have like yeses and nos going down okay. the page 
So you wrote this article, like tips on how to how, how to get what was the title? How, how to, to successfully have a threesome with a woman that you are dating, right. And keep your relationship alive. And now this is based, you know, assuming it's probably like a monogamous relationship, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, you had a lot of points in there. There were good ones about, like, for example, yes, um, I wrote yes, she is the ringmaster, yes. right? She's the ringmaster. I would put an asterisk and, and amend it to whoever the more un, the more cautious party is should be the ringmaster. Because uh, I, I don't think it's always the woman. Sometimes the woman. True, but I think it's it's a very rare occasion where a woman is going to be forcing a guy to sleep with her hot girlfriend. Not forcing, but like you know, guy could be more nervous, or it could be new to him. Regardless, true, true but okay, but regardless, still, but, but I thought yeah. that was a great thing. You oh, yeah. go towards the person who's more cautious about the encounter. Go at their speed. They're in right. charge. You know, you make them feel like they have all the power, like they can say no and right, stop and pause. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought that was a great tip. But then you go like, uh, you know, you need to suggest it early because if you wait too long to maybe feel out the possibility of a threesome that like that ship has sailed. I agree. See, I don't, dude, I'll, I've talked to people who are in their like in marriages that they've never done anything with anyone else. Now they're in their 40s, 50s, and they're discussing. 40s? Yeah. And now they're discussing like threesomes and well, I mean, non-monogamy. Look, and- look, of course there's going to be exceptions to sure. every rule. But if you are monogamous and only monogamous mm. and never ever even once brought up the idea of sleeping with someone else five years into your relationship and you tell your girlfriend, I want us to fuck another girl, a very small percentage of girls are going to be like, sounds good. I, I just think, don't I, think it's going to happen. Based on what scientific study or poll? Personal. Says that personal, personal experience. Anecdotal All evidence. of these stories are written in, with two things in mind. Uh-huh. And I've said it on many articles. A, it's personal experience. Right. B, it's a little jokey, a little tongue-in-cheek. Okay. You know? But that one, I would say that it's most women, not all, but most women would be like, well, what the fuck, man? See, I, I would say it's more many because many is not... Many doesn't imply right. any okay. certain number. So we'll say Most many. means uh, like a percentage we'll, amount more. We'll agree with many. Because I mean, because what happens if you wait too long? If it's always in your head for ten years, that then that you're you an asshole. Someone, no, but what I'm saying is like, what if the thoughts also in her head for ha- those look, ten years? In you know, all honesty, she could also be afraid. Like, I don't know if I should bring this up. So the girl I was dating with, yeah. dating, if, if, if you're listening to this podcast since it started, the one I was dating for five years before uh, was Queer Eye. Okay, um, we were monogamous for five years, and as I said, I wanted to go out and spread my sexual wings. A year later, we ran into each other somewhere, and we started talking. At a sex party? And, no. Yeah, basically. <laughs> not really, but we, um, it's a convoluted story. But bottom line is, we then got back together for six months solely for threesomes. Like, she was like, well, I, you never brought it up, so I never brought it up. So, yes. Right? There is rare occasions where that will happen. But see, I think it's, more, it's less rare than you give credit to. I think that the best thing you can do in any relationship is be honest with who you are from the get-go. Absolutely. And if you're hiding your aspects of your personality because you think that's what they want, you're destined for failure. Fair enough. Okay. I, think, I just think that the current air of uh, culture of sex positivity is spreading to all sorts of generations. Where more I understand and more, that. But I mean, again, Dan I Savage gets big enough that like, every, everyone starts thinking, like, you know, they're like all rethinking what right. they thought I understand that. Was. But I'm saying, again, it's a, yeah, I think monogamy is silly in general. But... Um, <laughs> I think that what, we're, what I'm saying, it would, the bigger answer is that you shouldn't hide who you are and what you want in life uh, to, from your significant other. Absolutely. I would, I would 100% agree with that. All right. Yeah. I turned your no into a yes. Okay. Turned what's, my no into a yes. What's the other one that you have? Oh, uh, that's so rapey. <laughs> <laughs> sound like. Um, I had um, 
No, not every woman, straight woman, is so opposed to a threesome. I didn't uh, say that. <clears throat> I also wrote sex advice from the 90s. I oh, wrote, yeah, it is. It is certainly is. Look, what do you want? I mean, no, that's me. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. Like I said. Uh, I mean, my you were, you were the, you're the, the 90s, early aughts man whore. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who only got to do it, do his man whoring in the last decade. I would yeah, say, and also, thing. like, my big thing is to always be honest. Yeah. You know, like, also... I don't have discussions about... I would never tell a girl I love her unless I mean it, mm-hmm. you know? I would never tell a girl I'm only seeing you if I'm not. You know, all those things I think are very important in a relationship is to just be honest. And are you seeing other women now while you're seeing this yeah. particular Yeah, I mean, we, we don't... In general, we just don't talk about it, you know? Is she like your main squeeze, though? No, we've only gone on four dates. Four I don't days. think okay. it's fair. I mean, I'm probably, you know, casually dating right now, but... Mm-hmm. She's extremely cool. We'll see what happens. You know, I don't know. Oh. Um, this threesome could end up being a disaster, and then we never speak again. It happens. <laughs> you never know. I don't. Have you had threesomes become total disasters? The uh, I had the girl that was with for a year. The one I was saying earlier that was always bringing me home women. Mm-hmm. One night, in the middle of the of the experience with me, her and another girl, she just walked out of the room. It wasn't like I was ignoring her, but she just in the middle of it all, she was ignoring it. She goes, I just realized that I'm starting to really fall in love with you, Aww. and I can't do this anymore. And she just left that night. She didn't give me a chance to like, do anything. She just walked out. And, um, of course, I finished with the other girl. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm not a monster. I finished. <laughs> but uh, then she ended up what, moving what back. Did she say that like while you're inside Yeah, it was her? pretty crazy. It was pretty wild. <laughs> um, you two finish. I'm just I'm yeah, falling I'm in just, love with yeah, you. I'm falling in love with you. And, Try and come now. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a weird thing. That was... And but I've also look. I've been to many sex parties where I've seen girls slap their boyfriend in the face and walk out. You know, I've seen arguments. You never know how someone's going to act until they're actually in that experience. You know, mm-hmm. and just like I've seen this, so many guys that tell me how uh, they. You know, there's a, a. I didn't know it was a Chris Rock bit, but I, I've been saying this for years. Which is men. A lot of men are as faithful as their options. Right. You know, I didn't know it was a Chris Rock bit. I got shit on by Jay a couple weeks ago because I've been saying that since I'm probably I can because those are like the exact words he uses. Is it? No, I've been, I've been oh, saying yeah, yeah. it forever. Um, a and, man uh, is as faithful uh, as his options. Like when I was at the strip club for ten years mm. and I had a girlfriend, I had I've turned down threesomes in the in the fucking DJ booth. How good does that feel? By the not way, not so good. No, I would get home and good. get angry. Oh man, why? Because I, think I was it's like, a, why did I not do that? Like, I feel on top of the world if I turn uh, down sex. No, no, I don't. I was if it's two if it's two girls that you're idiotically attracted to and you turn it down, I don't think you'd feel great. I <laughs> okay. don't. Uh, maybe maybe this year, you're, this new man, twenty seven year old guys, maybe you would. But I'm saying two gorgeous girls that you're ridiculously attracted to, mm. and you just say, nah, I'm sure it's going to bother you. You disagree with me? Uh how how much it depends how much of her personality I got to know. All right, all right, well, fine. Because if, if I got to know enough, that I'm like, oh my god, I hate this woman. Well, no, no, yeah, yeah I didn't. I did, uh, but but anyway. if it's someone I've just been seeing strip for a while. I yeah, mean, yeah. Um, so I mean that that uh, I forgot where I was going with that, but yeah, that in general would it made it hard for me to be monogamous mm. with that girl because I was around, I was being spoon fed vagina every night, <laughs> and it's hard to say keep your mouth closed all the time. The image of that is <laughs> spoon-fed some vagina. Yeah, so uh, it was hard. You know? And I think that a lot of guys who think, oh, I would never do this, or I would never cheat on that, or I would never be in that situation and show me. That's why I think our relationship fell apart, was that it was just hard for me to keep saying no. And I didn't want to be that dude. You know? uh-huh. So it just, uh, I think it just stressed out a lot of my relationships. And I think it 
also shaped a lot of my values while I was there for 10 years. Would you like to fall in love? Would you like? Yeah, to I also want a kid. I'm getting too old to. You want a kid? I want a kid, and I want to get married and fall in love. But uh, I don't know about married exactly, but just be exclusive with someone, you know. Um, but uh, live with someone, etc. And not necessarily exclusive, but sure. you know what I mean. But I have to wor- worry about the the, the right terminology. Huh. Well, uh, Ralph, thank you for for coming on. You have this. You have a lot of podcasts. You are. I just. You're I, like I mean, the I, podcast king. Yeah. Well, I only have one that I do, but right. yeah. Um, me everywhere is I, at I am Ralph Sutton, and that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. and my website and email. It's all I am Ralph Sutton. Uh, I am Ralph Sutton dot com. I am Ralph Sutton at gmail dot com, or I am Ralph Sutton at Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. Uh, the show, Jesus Christ, so sh- popular. The show is the SDR show, which is also the SDR show everywhere, and the radio show is the Tour Bus, which is Tour Bus Radio everywhere. And on the SDR show, you have on, uh, you know, you have porn stars, you have porn rock stars, stars you have rock comedians. stars, comedians. We've had, you know, Gilbert Gottfried. We had the Impractical Jokers. Yeah, Jim Norton. Jim Norton. We've had Disturbed, Papa Roach. We've had members of Guns N' Roses. We've had porn stars like mm-hmm. uh, Lisa Ann, and we've had uh, cast members from Orange Is the New Black. Um, we try and get a, a wide variety. You never know who's going to be on and what the conversation is going to be. Sometimes there's live performances. This Monday we are. There's a. a toy that just came out a sex toy which one that i mean i don't know how new it is but i've not seen it before it has a camera in the tip what and you put it in the girl's cooch and it broadcasts to uh a phone so we're going to share that stream live that's such a fetish to like be like i don't want no i don't want to see your vulva i want to see the vagina i want to get in there i want to get in there (laughs) deep so we're doing that live on the air this monday that should be fun so oh if only y'all were going to be uh this was going to be out in time for that this will be out next wednesday but uh, will they be able to see this? Yeah, go to guestdigitalnetwork.com. You have to subscribe to see it, but uh, you'd have to subscribe to see it anyway. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, the video costs, the audio is always free. Okay. Yeah. Well, go, everyone, go check those out. I like SDR Show myself. I, I've, I've checked it out. It's Thank very you. fun stuff. So um, check them out all over the places. Ralph, thanks so much. And uh, feel free to say uh, goodbye to everyone in your SDR fashion. Uh, well, I will just say this. Please don't send me too much hate mail. I get enough of it already. So just a little bit of hate. A mail. little bit of hate's fine. A little but, bit of uh, hate, everybody. A little bit yeah. of hate. And maybe, and maybe some love for the yeah, guy. Heah, that'd be fine. For maybe the big, tall Any Jew. of your uh, blowjob or handjob giving listeners want to give me, a ch- give me a tweet, I'd be fine also. Send them some titties. Tweet them some titties, people. <laughs> I know you like sending them to me. Share, share them around. Yeah, for God's sakes, his old Jew needs some tits. Jackie, most recent person, I'm talking to you. Send some titties his way later, everyone. I hope you all enjoyed my conversation with Ralph. I know I did. He's a he's a cool dude. Fun guy. I'm I'm sad that he didn't end up getting to throw sex parties at his crib. It's 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 a good it's a good apartment for like a modestly sized orgy. I wouldn't say sex party as much as like a, a nice little orgy. A good like a good 12 seater. Definitely go check out his podcast, The SDR Show, on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. He's there. Uh, Also, you can check out the rest of the shows on the Gas Digital Network at gasdigitalnetwork.com. Shoot us some tweets. Let us know what you thought about the show. uh, He is at I am Ralph Sutton, S-U-T-T-O-N. I am at the Billy Presida. Use the hashtag Manhor Podcast. Let us know what you thought about this week's episode. And if you want to say something a little privately, a little longer, you can shoot me your comments, your questions, your booby pictures over to manhorpod at gmail.com. Be a part of the conversation 
and join your fellow fan whores on the Man Whore Podcast subreddit. There are individual comment threads on each episode. I make some posts and some announcements and leave some pictures on there. For all you Redditors, that's r slash Podcast. And please support the sponsors who support me. Buy yourself a clona willy or clono pussy, or both, why not? You can both go ahead and take turns cloning each other if you're an opposite sex duo. Visit clonawilly.com and use the promo code MANHOR at checkout to receive 20% off your order. I hope you all enjoy yourselves. I hope your sex plans don't get canceled. And most of all, I hope you stay slutty.